Welcome to Disability Talks, a podcast produced by Abilities in Motion. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser. Join us for real conversations and no-nonsense talk from everyday people with disabilities living their most independent everyday lives. Tune in for the latest news surrounding disability, accessibility, and independence, where conversations aren't dissed and stories that need to be told aren't missed. So let's talk. Welcome to the special edition of Disability Talks. October is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and it celebrates people with disabilities in the workplace. It is estimated that 21% of disabled persons are part of the labor workforce, yet 67.3% without disabilities are employed. Since COVID hit, employers have found ways to make more jobs productive and remote. Many persons with disabilities have become entrepreneurs, creating their own destiny and employment success. And that's where my next guest comes in. As a teen, Billy suffered a spinal cord injury and became paralyzed from the chest down, losing the ability to use his fingers. Owner Dara Donaldson and Billy Price partnered together to create a footwear company with a universal design. Through determination and the philosophy of inclusion, Billy and Darren created Billy Footwear. The mission is to add value to the lives of others and make a difference one shoe at a time. Thanks for being on the show today, Billy. It's really a pleasure. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes. So I've seen your footwear and it is really great. I've actually seen it out in our community here. And it's a great accessible concept for anyone to universally use. Tell us how and why you came up with this shoe design. Well, yeah, I'd love to. Um, So I'm a wheelchair user. Uh, That wasn't always the case. Unfortunately, when I was uh, in college, my freshman year in college, I fell out of a three-story window. And uh, when that happened, my world really changed. Um, I was was a very active young kid playing um, lots of sports and very active in the outdoors. And, And within an instant, all of a sudden I became wheelchair bound. So a lot of things that I used to be able to do, I could no longer do. And putting on shoes is one of those things. So uh, there really wasn't anything out on the market at that time that I could find that uh, both had the, both the, the fashion element as well as the function element. Because, I mean, there was stuff out there that had the function, but it just looked different. And the last thing I wanted to do was wear something that looked different. I wanted to wear something that where my mind was at way back when, like being a, an ambulatory kid. So because there was no solution on the market, um, I teamed with Darren, who's a longtime friend. And I was throwing some ideas his way and because uh, he was working on a shoe project when I was like throwing these ideas his way. And uh, we just came up with our own idea. We came up with our own solution. And it was having a zipper into a shoe, have it go outside around the toe, whole upper folds over so you could drop your foot in unobstructed. Because that was my challenge. It was one, the hand dexterity of doing the laces, but two, the actual shoving my foot into a shoe. So we felt that uh, that type of design would work for me. And uh, lo and behold, it did. Perfect. Yeah. And they're really great. I've seen them in action for one or two people that I know, and they work really, really well for them. And, and it's a greater sense. It gives them a sense of independence and pride that it they can just put their own shoes on and just go and they don't have to wait and rely on somebody else. So that's that's the nice thing. They're not just designed for elderly persons with maybe arthritis or persons with disabilities. They really do work for everyone. And I checked out your website and some other pages that you're on in social media and there's all kinds of people that wear them. So tell us about who you designed them for. Yeah, so there's a lot there. Um, and I love that you're bringing up the whole universal design part of it. 
um, yes, my, my story um, and my disability, my challenge, that was the inspiration behind the brand. But we felt early on, we wanted to make, in order to be a business going into a very competitive market, shoes are very competitive in the market. We had to do something big. And what we wanted to do is we want to take fashion and function and smash those two together, really in the spirit of inclusion and in the spirit of universal design. What we wanted to do is we wanted to create something that everyone could enjoy and everyone could find success with. We wanted to be able to have it so someone like myself that needs a functional shoe could be um, empowered, but also to be able to sit on the shelves of major retailers like Nordstrom or Zappos or you know countless others and like someone could just walk in there and buy a pair of shoes because it looked uh, on trend. So we wanted to do something really, really big in the marketplace. That was what we boldly set out to do. Um, those that need a functional shoe, there's no denying that they have a lot of success with our brand. But those that love a convenient shoe, for example, like as a parent, being able to get my three-year-old out the door faster, having a convenient pair of shoes makes that a very successful um, a great way to start off the day instead of a challenge. So there's a lot more folks that it's not like you need to have a disability to qualify yourself to wear our brand. We wanted to make something that everyone could enjoy. I love the designs. I think you have like a little unicorn style and, but you have ones for women that I saw look like a low brown hiking shoe of sorts, a you know, trek shoe for the, for the trails and, and, or every day walking the malls. So they look really, and then you have something more stylish and hip like more sneaker kind, but either way it's, it's fashionable and it, it does have a, a lot of different styles for men and women, young, old, the whole concept, it works, it blends really, really well. How do they work over leg braces? Oh, right. Over leg braces. So again, um, you know, it's interesting when we first started the brand, um, <laughs> when we first started the brand, we did a Kickstarter campaign. That's how we entered into the marketplace. And uh, people started reaching out, asking questions. And one of those questions was, do these work with AFOs? And I had to take a pause to go to Google <laughs> to type in AFO because I had no idea what an AFO was. I just wasn't familiar with, with that acronym or what that meant. And uh, looking at a photograph of an AFO, ankle foot orthosis, a big rigid piece of plastic. I looked at it like, oh my gosh, I definitely see the challenge here because it was the same challenge I was having, having to shove your foot into a shoe. So having that zipper going around, having it open up so you can drop your foot in unobstructed or that brace in unobstructed, um, you know, those that were the AFO wearers, um, you know, they were having success. So to answer your question, yes, they do work for braces. Um, that's not a total guarantee. Um, some some braces are very bulky, more so than others. So when we first started, we just had medium width shoes. And uh, as we've been able to continue to grow, we've been able to introduce wider shoes. And uh, we now have wide kid shoes. And uh, coming up in the next out month or so, maybe two, we'll have extra wide kid shoes. And uh, those are more on the high tops. In spring of next year, we'll have low tops. And again, medium, wide, and extra wide, as well as in adults, we have extra wide, wide adults coming out in the next month as well. So all those width gradients, like making the shoes wider and wider and wider, those are really in the spirit of making it more AFO friendly for the orthotics. 
but it's taken a while for us to get there, but it's just really exciting that we're finally here to be able to offer up those solutions. And I, I think it's great that you're at least listening to your consumers and your customers saying, hey, this is what we need. We, we have to wear these AFOs and these MAFOs, but we also want to be stylish and independent. So kudos to you on that one. What does it mean to you talking about this National Disability Employment Awareness Month? What does it mean to you to be a person as an entrepreneur with a disability to be successful in in having your own company? Well, you know, I mean, the fact that I'm a business owner and the fact that I'm an entrepreneur and the fact that our business is doing as well as it is, the word I use quite often is surreal. Um, This was just a small little side project idea between two friends, like me and Darren, um, just kind of throwing this idea around and just making a go of it. Um, At the time when we started this thing, it was just a side hustle. Darren and I had our full-time jobs. We were, work, we were doing the nine to five and then working on shoes in the evening to be able to build up this thing. Um, I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial family. My family is very job related. Darren grew up in an entrepreneurial family. So he was really the one that kind of educated me on what it would be like to be an entrepreneur. And then since like tasting that lifestyle, um, I'm so addicted. And uh, because you're really, you're the driver, you're the driver trying to, to push this thing and build this thing up. So the fact that I'm an entrepreneur is just absolutely incredible. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And to be able to have like one a disability that uh, inspired the brand and um, to be able to talk about it on like platforms like this, to be able to share just like, you know, don't, don't give up. I mean, it's like, it's life is a grind, but you just got to keep moving forward the best you can. And um, it really is amazing what come from it. So that would be your best advice for anybody that wants to start their own business and their own, that they have their own idea that would be adaptive or helpful for somebody? That would be part of my advice. But another part of it is, you know, starting a business is tough. I mean, it really is. And it's just, it takes time. It really does. I mean, nothing's going to happen as fast as you want it to. Um, likewise, I mean, like, shoot, when I was going through rehab, like in the hospital, I I was the bullheaded guy that was going to walk out of the hospital. I mean, I was not going to be the guy that was going to be in the wheelchair rolling out, but it just didn't come that way. Like, so you go down this path of going like, this is my intention, but it's like that, that path may have some turns and curves and some hurdles in the way. But so long as you don't quit, so long as you keep moving forward the best you can inch by inch, it really is amazing what you can accomplish and really pick a good team. That really helps too. Yeah. A good tribe to support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the, to be able to have that supportive culture around you for you to be able to make those big choices and understand that you're going to fail, but just don't, just don't quit. I mean, just keep moving forward the best you can, and, um, you know, give us some time and uh, find mentorship. I mean, that's really what I would say as an entrepreneur to be able to build up a business, find other people in the industry that are doing perhaps something similar, or maybe have, you know, built a business in the past and kind of get their um, understanding on what, what they learned and uh, what didn't go so well. And uh, just kind of, you know, follow in their footsteps per se, um, and then see what you can do. In trying to bridge this month, entrepreneurs or persons with disabilities that want to be employed and, and employers that want to hire persons with disabilities, how can we bridge that connection and what would you tell employers that want to hire persons with disabilities, but maybe are a little apprehensive and struggling with learning how to become more inclusive and, and more diverse? I mean, what's the best advice to help employers that are trying to get there? Boy, great question. Um, boy, that's a really great question. I, you know, 
I, I guess the best way I can answer that is kind of reflecting on when I got hired, the first time I got hired to a, a full-time job. And uh, I was working for, after I graduated college, I went to a disability job fair. And there was a company that was, that was there were a lot of companies there, but the company that I had my eye on was the Federal Aviation Administration, so the FAA. And uh, I went in there and had a great conversation with, with those at the booth. And um, I gave them my resume and you know, lo and behold, like four months later, they gave me a call. And uh, I remember I went in for an interview and I ended up getting the job. But I recall like really when I was, when I was at work, it really felt like I was hired because I had a disability. Like I was, I was the one being hired to get like to check that box of inclusive. And, uh, but it was interesting as, as time went by, when, when people would see me, they weren't seeing the disability anymore because I was performing. I was performing. I was actually getting the assignments done. I was adding value to the company. And then it got to the point where people were coming to me for advice or like just asking, um, you know, I'd worked on something and like, okay, maybe they're struggling with their project and they would ask for my guidance, like maybe some offering up some sort of suggestion. So being in the workforce, even though I had a disability over time, I was being you know, approach for my skill set, not because I had a disability. So I would say that when I first entered the marketplace, like at, at that job, um, I was able to offer more than I think some people would give me credit initially, but unfortunately I had to kind of prove myself to be able to do that. So I would say as an employer, I would just like remind you guys is like, just because someone has a disability doesn't mean they can't add value. I mean, with someone with a disability has a tremendous amount of value to add to a business, a great perspective, a different perspective, a different way of looking at things. So I would say that when it comes to building a team, it's important to have an inclusive team with multiple backgrounds to be able to really, you know, grow this thing, whatever that thing may be. Because when we have different types of conversations that are contributing, I think we're stronger for it. I agree. I think we're natural born problem solvers when we have a disability. So we're used to looking at a problem from a different unique lens every day of the week anyway. So, yeah, like it or right. not. <laughs> so finally, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So your shoes are sold everywhere. And I was wondering if you could tell us just some of the places that you partner with that sell your shoes and do you ship your shoes internationally? Wow. Well, yes, uh, we, we definitely ship international. Um, so that the Rolodeck of businesses, so the business, the list of businesses that we partner with has definitely grown over the years. When we first entered the marketplace, it was in August of 2017 and uh, that was for back to school. And we started with Zappos and Nordstrom. And uh, from there, uh, we've expanded into Shields and Von Mar, who are in the Midwest. Um, there's lots of independent retail partners, like mom and pop type stores throughout the United States. We've also partnered with a number of organizations or a number of, of brick and mortar stores outside the US. So there's quite a few stores up in Canada. Um, this year, we also partnered with some stores down in Mexico. We also have a number of stores over in Europe, which is just really exciting. Um, Australia, New Zealand, even in South America. So our small little brand, has really grown tremendously. And in addition to that, we have our own website. We have our own website, billyfootwear.com, 
all of our stores, all of our, um, the stores that are carrying the shoes, they don't carry the full selection. I mean, we have toddler kids, men's, women's. So depending on what store, like each store kind of caters to a particular audience more so than others. So some are kids stores, some are adult stores, depending on what store it is, they'll be carrying a different um, set of SKUs or whatnot. But, uh, but it's been really exciting to be able to provide this uh, solution, this footwear, a new emerging brand to all these places. And it's just been generating a lot, a lot of buzz. Are you on any other social media platforms? We are. So we do a lot of engagement through Facebook, a lot of engagement through Instagram, um, as well as YouTube. So all those channels are on the grow. And it's been great because a lot of that traffic comes organically. A lot of, uh, a lot of folks see the brand through those channels. And then they forward those to their friends, um, which is, you know continues to propagate like one our mission, but also just brand awareness. Well, thank you so much, really, for educating us and talking to us about National Disability Employment Month and showing us where we can buy your shoes internationally. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. We do have a international audience that listens to us worldwide. And thank you to those listeners that listen to us in Australia, New Zealand, the country of Jersey, all over Europe and all over Asia. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button and join us next week for another regular episode of Disability Talks. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disability Talks. Want to keep the conversation going? Then visit our website at abilitiesinmotion.org or connect with us on social media. And remember, don't dis my ability.